What is going on today, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Pylon Sports Podcast. I hope everyone's having a fantastic day today. Today we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to talk about, you know, the playoffs or the Super Bowl coming up. I wanted to do my first 2021 mock draft. Um, The 2021 mock draft, um, I have gone, this is probably the most in-depth draft class that I've personally looked into. I've been reading articles, reading analysts and their thoughts, watching other mock drafts on YouTube, um, TikTok, you know, Instagram, stuff like that. I've been trying to really get in and understanding this draft class. And the cool thing about this draft class is there's only one person in the entire class that's the secure number one overall pick, you know. Like last year we had Joe Burrow. We know he was going number one. We knew Trace Young was going two. A lot of speculation with Jeff Okuda going three. But with this draft class, the number one pick is really the only set pick, which makes it exciting. So let's get right into it. With the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will easily go Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I mean, yeah, there's this quarterback class is stacked with about four to five guys that are suitable quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round without a doubt. And, you know, the lowest guy I have in my draft mock right now is 20. So that's four quarterbacks in the top 20. Um, Two of these guys, I you know, might slide a little bit, might go up a little bit. This is just a mock draft, just predictions, anything like that. The Jaguars need a quarterback. I love Minshew Mania, Gardner Minshew, but he's not it. And, you know, with a new coach coming in this year, Urban Meyer, I think Trevor Lawrence would be an amazing fit to this team. Next, the New York Jets take Zach Wilson, quarterback at a BYU. Zach Wilson has the tools and is compared to Patrick Mahomes right now. Obviously, it's going to be hard for him to become Patrick Mahomes, but he has the ability and the agility to become a Patrick Mahomes type player, not saying, you know, he'll do what he did, but the way he plays just looks like how Patrick Mahomes played when he went to Texas Tech. Um, I think the Jets could also go Panay Sewell here. That's kind of a toss-up if they want to give Sam Darnold another year or maybe look in free agency or anything like that, but I think um, Zach Wilson is their pick. Next, the Miami Dolphins with the number three overall pick take Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is an absolute beast. Won the Heisman Trophy, a wide receiver out of Alabama, and the Dolphins need receiver, you know? I mean, Devontae Parker's, you know, all right. He's he's good, but I don't think he's a good enough first receiver. You know, they have Preston Williams, who's not bad. They have uh, Jakeem Grant, who's more of a gadget player, but they need a true number one receiver, and Devontae Smith is that. Um... I also think Panay Sewell, you know, is also an option with the Dolphins, too, as they need O-line, which we will see later. (laughs) But I think they need a receiver off the bat. And we've seen receivers go inside the top three. We've seen receivers go number one. And And I think Devontae Smith might be the second best receiver in this class, who we will see later um, gets drafted number one. But I think Devontae Smith's talent is undeniably impeccable and and just he's all around a guy that creates separation over the top and catch deep balls. That's what the Dolphins need, but they also need Tua 
to be willing to take those shots downfield, which is why I think, you know, if Devontae Smith comes in, former teammate, when Tua was at Alabama, you know, they could have a connection that they could build together. <clears throat> Next, with the number four overall pick, I have the Atlanta Falcons taking Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Probably thinking, Falcons have Matt Ryan, but how good is Matt Ryan going to be in, you know, a year or two? He's under contract for next season, but what about the the year after that? When his contract is up, I don't think that Matt Ryan's the Falcons guy. I don't think that he will be the Falcons guy, and I think a quarterback here when Justin Fields still on the board, I think they need to take him. He could sit under Matt Ryan for a year, and then with a new coach coming in this um this year in the um with the Falcons, I think that coach might want a quarterback that he can progress with that as a new coach, he can build with while having his quarterback. And I think Justin Fields is that guy. At number five, the Bengals, they swoop in. Panay Sewell, um, offensive lineman, left tackle out of Oregon. Panay Sewell, in my opinion, might not be the best O-lineman in the class, but has the highest ceiling. If you're talking about a day one guy that you can come in and just throw in the offensive line, probably Rashawn Slater. But Panay Sewell was a beast at Oregon, and the Bengals desperately need to protect Joe Burrow considering his, you know, just take a look at his leg um, <laughs> earlier in the season. Um, you know, I've heard receiver, defense, but you need to protect Joe Burrow. Receiver can come later. Defense can come later. You need to protect your quarterback, or Joe Burrow could possibly be the next RG3. Amazing potential, but can't stay freaking healthy. Next, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, and God, do they need everything. They need literally everything, but I took Jamar Chase, wide receiver, out of LSU. To most people, Jamar Chase is the number one receiver in the class. He played at LSU with Joe Burrow, then he sat out the 2020 season for COVID, but he's still very, very good. He can do it all. He can go over the top, catch your deep, deep passes, you know, create separation in space, he can do it all. I think Devontae Smith really made a clear case for himself in 2020. And with Jamar Chase sitting out the season, I think it might hurt his draft stock just a little bit. But I don't see him going past the Eagles, honestly. At seven, another wide receiver. We're going Jalen Waddell from Alabama. Um, he suffered an injury halfway through the season, which a lot of people think led to Devontae Smith really going off. When Jalen Waddle was in, he was doing what Devontae Smith was doing. Devontae Smith wasn't, you know, he was the second receiver, not getting as much, um, you know, look, you know, targets, completions, catches, you know, stuff like that. Um, the thing I like about Jalen Waddle is he's, his size and build looks like a Tyreek Hill. Small, incredibly fast, and can just burn your corner. That's what I like about Jalen Waddle, and I think him in Detroit would be a good fit, you know, knowing who their quarterback is, but Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are going to be free agents this year, and if I'm them, I'm not staying the hill in Detroit, so they're going to need a wide receiver. At number eight, I'm going to, with the Panthers, I went Kyle Pitts, tied on to Florida. This one was kind of tough for me because I was thinking about giving, giving them Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State, or I was thinking Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. The Panthers can be really good. They have one of the best um, running backs in the league. The receiving core is very good. I think that they're a team that could be in the contention for Deshaun Watson, honestly. And their defense is 
not amazing at times that it looked in 2020. They have a lot of young guys that have the potential to be really, really good. You know, Jeremy Chin, run, most likely going to be the runner-up in offense or defensive rookie of the year. Brian Burns off the edge. Yatur Gross-Matos off the edge. Dante Jackson, a speedy corner that can stay on his man. They have pieces. They just need to put it all together, and they need a tight end. Ian Thomas can't be their guy. He really can't, um, and I think a tight end would be perfect. Do they ride out with Teddy Bridgewater for another season? I don't know. Are they really set on getting a quarterback? If they are, Trey Lance is their guy at this point. Number eight, um, the Denver Broncos. I went with Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. This one was also kind of tough. Could have went with Patrick Sertan, a different corner from Alabama. Could have went with uh, Micah Parsons, a linebacker, Penn State, that we just talked about. At this point, Caleb Farley and Micah Parsons, in my opinion, are the two options you go with in Denver. I know some Denver fans like Josie Jewell, but he's decent. He's not great. and But I think Caleb Farley is a guy that need they need at corner. They really need a corner. Um, their best corner is Michael Ojumudia, rookie last year. And he was okay, but they need, a, they need a set number one guy. And I think Caleb Farley could really be that. With the 10th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys, I gave them Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. In the past years, the Cowboys have had one of the best O-lines in the entire league. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lael Collins. They have an amazing offensive line. But you bring in a guy like Rashawn Slater, who day one could be your left tackle, left guard. He can even play center. Rashawn Slater has that flexibility to play multiple positions on the O-line. And with Tyron Smith getting hurt, you know, at some points almost every season, it questions if he's going to be your guy going forward. He's, I believe, 32 years old and bringing in a guy like Rashawn Slater, who, in my opinion, coming out of the draft is the best O-lineman. You know, when earlier I said Panay Sewell has the best ceiling, but Rashawn Slater, in my opinion, day one, if you want a plug-in guy, that's your guy. And I think the Cowboys would love that. They also need corner, which, you know, they could also go Patrick Sertan at this point. Um, but I think they need O-line help. Obviously, you know, Dak Prescott will be coming back next year, but they need to beef up that O-line. Next, with the 11th pick, the New York Giants, this is where I gave them Micah Parsons. The Giants have a lot of holes in their team. Their O-line isn't great. Tight end Evan Ingram somehow made the Pro Bowl, but he can't catch the ball consistently. They got James Bradbury, who turned into a, a pure star this year, looked amazing, a top 10 corner this year. But they still have some holes in the team, and I think linebacker is a big hole. Micah Parsons is a weak side, off-the-ball kind of guy, sideline to sideline. Um, he can rush the passer, play coverage. You know, He can do a lot of things, and I think him and, him with the Giants would be just a perfect fit. Next, with the 12th pick, the San Francisco 49ers, this is where Patrick Sertan falls, cornerback Alabama. Richard Sherman has already said he's most likely not coming back. Good for you, San Francisco. Jason Verrett is also a free agent. If you can lose him too, good job, San Francisco. Those two guys are getting up there in age, and they aren't, they aren't quick. You know, you can't consistently ask Richard Sherman or Jason Verrett to stay in man coverage, you know, through a game. They just can't keep up with them, and Patrick Sertan, I think, 
is one of the best man-to-man cover corners coming in this league. Him and Caleb Farley, you know, they're both there. But Patrick Sertan in San Francisco with the defense that they have when healthy, obviously this year they, you know, they were bad. But, I mean, half their damn team was hurt. (laughs) What do you expect? But I think um, Patrick Sertan would be a beautiful fit in San Francisco. With the 13th pick, I gave the Chargers Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. Same thing with kind of like the Cowboys. They have some holes in O-line. You need to protect Justin Herbert, who is going to win, might win offensive rookie of the year. Probably will go to Justin Jefferson. But Justin Herbert was phenomenal and has MVP potential eventually. And they need to protect him and they need to make sure that, you know, he can stay healthy. Hunter Henry, their tight end, is a free agent this year. They need to try and keep him. Um, Keenan Allen's still pretty good at wide receiver. Mike Evans is a free agent this year, so we'll see what that happens. Defense can be iffy. You know, they lost Derwin James for the season last year. Um, But I think offensive line for them is probably the biggest need. With the 14th pick, I gave the Minnesota Vikings Elijah Vera Tucker um, inside O-line from USC. The Vikings need an offensive line. I don't know how Dalvin Cook did what he did this year with the terrible offensive line that they had, and it comes from the middle. (laughs) The D-lines and defensive ends that were playing up against Minnesota were having field days because they don't have anybody. They're just they have some pieces, you know, some young guys that can you know that can turn out really well, but they need another guy, and I think Elijah Vera Tucker would be perfect for them. At fifteen, the New England Patriots, I gave them Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. I get to watch the Patriots twice a year when I choose to because they play the Bills, and by God, do they need a receiver? They also need a quarterback. I was also thinking Trey Lance at this point but I decided to go with wide receiver. They really need a number one guy. So bad. They're, they don't have a consistent receiver, you know, like Nikhil Harry. He was a, what, a first, he was the first round draft pick two years ago, maybe. He's done absolutely nothing. Jacoby Myers, I like, I, I like seeing Jacoby Myers play because he can do some good things, but he's not consistent enough to be a, a number one receiver, which he was because that's all they had. So Rashad Bateman, I think, would be a good fit in New England. Quarterback, you could go Trey Lance on that, but I decided to go receiver. With the 16th pick, I took the Arizona Cardinals, taking J.C. Horn, cornerback, out of South Carolina. The first thing is, Patrick Peterson is old. The dude's, like, probably a solid 94 years old, and they need a number one corner. The only thing that people complain about with J.C. Horn is his hands. He gets a little touchy, gets a little grabby, no pun intended, but that's something that can be coached on, you know, keeping his hands where he needs, he needs to. You know, this conversation's turning the wrong way, but if he can just develop as a consistent, less, you know, grab of the jersey, grab of the helmet corner, he can be very solid in this league, and I think the Arizona Cardinals um, with the defense that they built this in this past year, and now their offense with uh, D-Hop and Kyler Murray, they could be a scary team next year. At 17, I took the Las Vegas Raiders taking Pay Edge out of Michigan. The Raiders need to create pressure. Max Crosby had a good year this year. Colleen Farrell's looking, looking good, obviously. He was like the number four overall pick. 
which, you know, was a big reach, but he's looking solid. They just, every year for the past three years, they've been a bottom 10, bottom 5 team when it comes to team sacks and team pressure percentage, and they need to improve on that. And I think Quiddy Pay can, exa- can do exactly that. Rush the passer, you know, can stop the run, can do everything you need when it comes off the edge. At 18, the Miami Dolphins. I gave them Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle, out of Texas. The simple pick was this, protect Tua Tungavailoa. They Earlier in the draft, they drafted Devontae Smith. Continue to help Tua. Your defense carried you to almost the playoffs. You need to work on the offense. Running back was also in a play in here. I was thinking maybe Najee Harris, um, you know, maybe Travis Etienne. But I decided to go with Sam Cosme because they need to protect Tua. Next, with the 19th pick, the Washington football team, this is where Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State, goes. Obviously, we all know another North Dakota State quarterback that sucks in the league this year, a.k.a. Carson Wentz. Trey Lance, playing at, or going to North Dakota State, plays in the FCS, so he's not playing tougher competition. So, you know, it's tough to, you know, really speculate how well he's going to do and with the kind of competition he's playing. He also didn't play this year. So we're people looking at um, Trey Lance's tape is looking at his 2019 play where he was stunning. He was amazing, but then doesn't play in 2020. And people, you know, it's it's tough to look at a prospect when you only get to look at one year's of film. You know, so it's going to be it was tough for me to put him in the top 15. I think he's I think he's going to go in the top 15 in real life just because a lot of these teams like the Giants, like the Broncos, like the Panthers, like the Lions, need a quarterback, and I think some of them might reach a little bit and go with Trey Lance. At number 20, this one was a little kind of tough to pick, but not realistically. Um, I had the Bears taking Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. It's simple. Again, the Bears need a quarterback. Nick Foles is not your guy. Mitchell Trubisky, don't see him staying in um Chicago much longer you know what do they need receiver was also in play with Allen Robinson most likely out the door your defense again another solid defense but like I said how how was the team going to succeed when you don't have a quarterback you could have the best team the best defense of all time but if you don't have even a half-assed quarterback you're not going to do well your defense is going to be out there 95% of the damn time because your trash-ass quarterback can't convert a first down. So as simple as that, I think the Bears might reach on Mac Jones. I think, realistically, he could be an early second-round guy. But the Bears reach to take him. With the twenty-one overall, 21st overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts take Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle, out of Michigan. Anthony Costanzo just retired this year. And there's not a, and there's not a good enough quarterback you know, at this spot anymore to take. So you have to take an offensive tackle, and Jalen Mayfield could literally just go and fill in for Anthony Costanzo and play that role. With the 22nd overall pick, the Tennessee Titans take Gregory Rousseau, edge out of Miami. Gregory Rousseau, to some people, is a top 10 prospect. To me, he is not. He is a raw draft pick with high potential, but could very well shit the bed. He's labeled as an edge rusher, but if you watch film, 
he really isn't that good on the edge. He's much better in the inside going up against guards and centers because he has the speed, build, and athleticism to get past those slower guys. But a lot of times tackles are fast, quick, and agile. And at Miami, he just didn't look like he knew what to do against those faster guys. He has high upside but could very well be honestly ass. So I had him dropping all the way to 22. With the 23rd overall pick, I gave the New York Jets Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. They need a running game. Frank Gore is not your guy. Frank Gore is 275 years old, and he didn't play well. You know, he was in Buffalo last year when I got to watch him. He wasn't great. He went to the Jets this year. Wasn't great. He's he's the Patriots away from playing for every AFC East team, by the way. So, you know, he's making it a goal for himself. But they need a running game. And I think Najee Harris is a guy that can get you consistent four to five yards, blow up in the linebackers and um, D-line's face, and just power through. You know, you could go with Travis Etienne here. Would you rather prefer power and grit or a straight speed demon? You, You take your picks, but I would much rather have the Jets take Najee Harris at this spot. At 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I gave them Leon Eichenberg, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. A lot of offensive linemen in this first round, but this O-line is really stacked. Liam Eichenberg, you know, is going to be another plug-in player. Andre Villanueva is a free agent, probably won't come back. Marquise, Maurice, Marquise, one of the two. Pouncey just retired. Their offensive line is not going to be good. Um, quarterback wasn't in play here. They have Big Ben. They brought in Dwayne Haskins, so I don't know if he's going to be like their, you know, future, you know, learn under Big Ben, you know, teach him consent and all that stuff. <laughs> but they need O-line. I was also thinking running back here, but I gave him Liam Eichenberg. At 25, this one was kind of tough. I'm still questionable on the decision I made. But I gave the Jacksonville Jaguars Eric Stokes, cornerback, Georgia. I was looking at their roster, and obviously they have C.J. Henderson, who they drafted high um, in last year's draft. But other than that, you're going to trust Sidney Jones, really, as your second guy? I don't think so. Um, I was thinking maybe maybe D-line, you know, Caleb on Chason, who they drafted last year, also hasn't looked good. I was looking at possibly O-line, maybe receiver, um, it was tough to look at, but I decided to go with Eric Stokes, a guy I think will be a lot better than Sidney Jones because Sidney Jones is ass. At 26, this was probably the easiest pick besides Trevor Lawrence. Um, I gave the Browns Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. The Browns are a, li- a good linebacker away from being a deep playoff team. They have a good O-line. They have a solid quarterback. They have... Two amazing running backs. You know, obviously, I think Kareem Hunt can be a starter in half on half the teams in the league. They have two good tight ends with Hooper and Njoku, and then their defense is pretty good. They just need a linebacker, a guy in coverage and in space that can cover flats and slants and stuff like that. And I think Zayvon Collins is that. At 27, I gave the Ravens Joseph Osai, edge out of Texas. I was also thinking, you know, O-line in this one, you know, from the first half of the year, the Ravens' offensive line looked like ass. It literally was terrible to watch because they were just getting smoked by everybody. 
But in that second half of the season, and especially the playoffs, they, you know, they bent, but they did not break. They played phenomenal, and they looked really good. So I gave him Joseph Asai, another guy to create pressure off the edge for a really good Ravens defense. At 28, I gave the New Orleans Saints Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. The Saints need everything. As good as they are, they need a lot of work. Their O-line needs help. Maybe a second receiver. Drew Brees retired, but are they going to go Jameis Winston on this one? We'll see. Taysom Hill maybe. <laughs> but they just need a guy, another guy to create, you know, be off the ball, possibly rush the passer, create pressure, and be a sideline-to-sideline sideline kind of guy. And I think Owusu Kormoa is just that. It wasn't tough to pick, but it was at the same time. At 29, with the Packers, back-to-back linebackers, I gave him Nick Bolton out of misery. Well, misery. Missouri. Nice one. <laughs> Nick Bolton's another guy that is a sideline-to-sideline cover linebacker, and I think the Packers could use someone like that. You know, like, who are we really trusting at their linebacker spot? They have a really good team. I was... <laughs> I wasn't even thinking receiver because everyone damn well knows the Packers will not go receiver in the first round, so I took it out of question. I didn't even think about it. So it was a pretty easy pick for me. Um, The Packers are a team that can win the Super Bowl, but they just have small pieces that they need to work on. There wasn't a good enough corner that I wanted to go to, plus I had a little bit of bias and gave the corner I wanted um, the Bills to go with one pick after, so... Speaking of that, with the Buffalo Bills, I had them taking Greg Newsome the second out of Northwestern. If you look at his mock draft, he's projected to be a mid-second, late-second-round guy. But I think he will sneak into the first round. He's a guy that the Buffalo Bills could plug in at that second receipt, at that second corner and just be there. Be there for Tremaine Edmonds on the other side to where he's like, okay, I don't need to cry on the inside knowing that Levi Wallace might get burnt for 30 yards. Greg Newsome is a guy that I think the Bills would love to get at pick 30. They also could go linebacker, you know, say Nick Bolton falls to 30 from instead of the Packers picking him up, you know, because you got to you got to know the state of Matt Milano. Could go O-line. I've seen running back. I don't think they're going to go running back. Singletary and Moss I think are fine. I just think they need to figure out how to get those two guys actual yards. <laughs> At 31, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I had them selecting Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. The simple thing is, is Scotty Miller and Chris Godwin are going to be free agents this year. Who else on their team are they going to are they gonna depend on besides Mike Evans? Because there's really no one. Um, Deontay Johnson, um, I believe he's on the team. No, you're not. So, you know, with Chris Godwin possibly leaving, teams like... The Dolphins, the Jets, the Jaguars are trying to, you know, see if they can snag him for, you know, more money. It's going to be an interesting time for the Buccaneers because, you know, Tom Brady's playing next season, but if he doesn't have receivers to throw to, he's got Mike Evans and party boy Gronk. So at 32, the last pick in the draft, I gave the Kansas City Chiefs Alex Leatherwood offensive tackle for the 30th pick already, Alabama. Alabama has so many first-round picks in my first mock draft, you know, maybe I'll do another episode where I look back and revision it, but I like where it's at. Um, I think there are some places I can do better on, but Alex Leatherwood, Eric Fisher tore his Achilles in the Bills game. 
And even that, this was his first, like, decently good year since he was drafted. He was drafted number one overall as an offensive lineman and just never developed to be a number one overall pick. You know, they have a couple O-linemen leaving in free agency. And there's, you know, their defense could use a little bit of help. But, I mean, if their defense plays like they did against the Buffalo Bills, they're going to be a really good defense for years to come. But that's it. That's, you know, all my – that's the first round of the mock – of the 2021 mock draft. Um, If you guys think differently, if I messed up somewhere, if you're like, this guy's going to go in the first round, but he didn't. Oh, Jalen Waddle's going to be top five. You know, Trey Lance is going to be top 15. Gregory Rousseau is going top 10. Anything like that, just – uh. You know, let me know. You know, give me some piece of advice on what you guys think the mock draft um, is and what you guys think is going to go in certain places. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Pylon Sports, signing out.